Well, you're all very welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on 102.9 CRC FM. Well, as ever, you can join the conversation yourself by texting 87 Once again, that is 87 Or you can simply email studio at crcfm.ie. Well, it is indeed a championship Saturday and thank goodness we finally have GA Inter-County Action back on uh, the top of our minds really and we are going to be discussing this with the Mayo News' Michael Gallagher very shortly as we have the announcement of the Mayo teams and the programmes for Sligo as well with some surprise inclusions named by James Horn including Knockmore's Darren McHale and indeed Michael it will be a big day for the parish of the backs the reigning county champions if indeed Darren McHale does appear on the field in Markovich Park as there will also be a teammate of his, Peter Nocton, who is named as the number 21 for the Yates County side. Michael, firstly, if I can begin with the news of uh, this Connacht match taking place this evening. It was all up in the air for a while, but thank goodness indeed we have it, and it's incredible to look forward to. Oh, it's fabulous, Cleveland, and, and I'm blessed. Uh, I'm on the road to, to Sligo at the moment so just pulled in here talking to CRC and uh, you know I realise how lucky I am and, and that there's thousands and thousands of Mayo fans who would love to be on the road this afternoon too and hopefully that's not too far away but but it's um, yeah it's, it's a very special day the start of championship is always very special and uh, for me I'd have a lot of Sligo blood so um, it's, a, it's a big day personally I love going to Markovich Park and uh, Mayo winning, of course, and uh, you know I, I firmly believe Mayo will win handily today, and they should. And it is a big day for Knockmore, yeah, a very big day. Darren McHale, one of their standout players in the championship last year, and Kevin McLaughlin, one of the greatest Mayo players ever. He'll be playing his 150th game today, and uh, he has served Mayo very, very well over the years, and uh, is one of the great. One of the great male footballers, and he'll be he'll be remembered long into into generations to come. I think. Yeah, and he's been an incredible servant to the green and red jersey for so long, making that mark now with a milestone appearance for Mayo. He will be crucial in what is unfortunately a rather inexperienced named Mayo uh, forward six. If you're looking through it, we all know the agony of Killian O'Connor being unavailable for selection the fact that he is missing out through injury and it does seem to be bad news for the Ballantubber man as he will be ruled out of the majority of Mayo's championship games this year and he has been a crucial, very important servant and point scorer and goal scorer for Mayo in these games but how important will it be to have the likes of Kevin McLaughlin as you mentioned Michael and Aidan O'Shea back into the starting 15 when there are the likes of Brian Welsh from Ballantubber Darren McHale as I mentioned Tommy Conroy and Ryan O'Donoghue not exactly seasoned campaigners they're joined by in the forward line. No, that's a fact. Uh, look, at, I, th- I think we all realise how how detrimental to Mayo's chances Killian's injury is. Uh, I personally think that our chances of competing for the All-Ireland are gone because he's out for the season. And, uh, and I, I honestly think we'd be stretched to win a Connacht Championship without him. He is I think there's no player in Ireland that is more important to his team. Even Clifford with Kerry or Murphy with Donegal, I think they're almost as important, but not as important as Killian. 
He just runs the show. He guarantees you about nine points a game, guaranteed. And he, you know, he has a, about a 90%, at least a 90% return from free kicks, which we don't have without him. And uh, also his ball-winning ability and, and his tackling ability up front is ferocious. So uh, we're really stretched now because obviously James Horn wasn't going to play Aidan O'Shea at full forward, but now he has to. And we're light at midfield because uh, Jermuth is gone. And we're very inexperienced in, in a number of positions throughout the field. So I think O'Connor's loss is crucial. And yeah, we have a very inexperienced forward line. We have, uh, in my view, we have a, a poor full back line, as in a full back line. And um, we haven't even a settled uh, half back line. So we're. We're really finding our way, and um, th- this may be an initially successful championship first, but but ultimately painful, I think, in the end. You mentioned Markovic Park being quite a, a tight provincial ground. It's an incredible one for those away days within Connacht whenever we do get the opportunity to go and visit it. It's really a very happy hunting ground for Mayo teams, however, and you mentioned there the inexperienced or maybe out of position full back line you were seeing a named Enda Hessian from Gary Moore Ushin Mullen of course Kilmaine and Lee Keegan you wouldn't particularly look at Ushin Mullen and Lee Keegan as man markers or out and out defensive players there has been some criticism drawn towards their attacking attributes perhaps leaving Robbie Henley exposed in the number one position for Mayo do you think that will be changed or maybe tweaked throughout the game as Mayo's division two campaign was kind of a signal towards a weak defensive line for Mayo. Yeah, yeah. I think if if uh, James Horton is a fantastic manager, look, he he has brought great honour and glory to Mayo and will in the future, and he's he's superb at his job. But he has one way of playing, and it's it's go for it, and uh, that means we have to have a really good full back line because we leave them exposed. We push almost everyone up, but. Through no fault of his own, he's left with this full-back line for, for the start of the championship at least because with retirements and injury and Brendan Harrison out long-term, uh, we're left with uh, Oshin Mullen at full-back. He certainly isn't a full-back. He's one of the finest players in Ireland, but he's not a full-back. And Lee Keegan certainly isn't a cornerback. And in the Hessian, it remains to be seen uh, you know, where his position is. But that's what James has been left with. That's the hand he has to play. And uh, that's what we have to go with. They're three, you know, top-class footballers, but I'm not sure they're fullbacks. And I'm delighted to see Michael Plunkett back in the team. Um, he was one of Mayo's most steadiest defenders throughout the league. Well, even though it was a truncated league, but he was one of our best defenders. And... Uh, uh, Paddy Durkin, of course, outstanding, and and I like Owen McLaughlin. He's just you know plays off the cuff. He's a bit mad in a football sense, and anything is possible with him. And you know I, I like that. So so the halfback line as always will be fine, but the the fullback line against maybe maybe today and maybe other days will be under pressure. I think. Cross line is Connor Loftus has been named uh, with the number nine jersey to partner Matthew Ruan in midfield. That's a sign as well of Killian's brother Jeremy O'Connor missing out through injury this evening. 
Will we be expecting Conor Loftus to take up the free-taking duties or perhaps maybe knock more as Kevin McLaughlin will step up to the mark? Yeah, it's it's possible. It's it's really it's really hard to know who will be taking the freeze. Uh, Connor is Connor is is an unusual footballer. I watched him very closely against Westmeath this year, and he gets through a huge amount of work that you wouldn't really notice. You know, he's uh, he's one of these guys that gets his hand in and breaks the ball, and someone else picks it up, and he's he's one of these guys that covers runners when to stop the ball coming to them, and he he, he gives it everything, and he's a very quiet. Uh, individual as well, a really top-class young man, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he gets on today. There's no doubt Jermaine uh, O'Connor is, is a big loss, uh, but uh, Loftus is, is, you know, he's worthy of his place, and he's the next man in, and uh, Matthew Ruan, you know, one of the finest midfielders in the country at what he does, carrying the ball, he covers a huge amount of ground, he's brave, he catches uh, you know, high kick outs. He's always on the move, and he can score. And it remains to be seen who'll be who'll be kicking the freeze um, inside. Kevin McLaughlin will probably kick them from the right, and you know it could be anyone then from the other side. Uh, uh, Connor Loftus will probably take them from far out. He's a very good striker of the ball, and he was outstanding when we won the under twenty one a few years ago. An outstanding player at centre forward, and. I, I'd love, I'd really love to see him, you know, shoot the lights out in Sligo today and take the game by the scruff of the neck and, and be dominant. But I'm not sure that that's the role he plays anymore. But uh, it remains to be seen. And Conor Loftus will, will give everything for Mayo. The Sligo team are kind of really going under the radar, Michael. We didn't get to see them participate in last year's championship. They hold a unbeaten title of last year's 2020 campaign along with Dublin due to the fact they didn't even appear for a single game of the championship due to a COVID outbreak. Does that mean they will have zero expectations, totally up against the wall, allowed to play a very free and expansive game managed by Tony McEntee, of course. Joe Keane as well will know plenty of the Mayo players could that be a major fear, getting under the skin of the Mayo players, the Mayo team, knowing their weaknesses, having coached and trained many of these players in the past? Um, they'll have great knowledge of the Mayo team, surely. Yeah, Joe Kane is one of the, the, the finest guys around in football, a top-class guy, and he, he has great knowledge of the game. McIntyre, I like him. I really like his way of doing things. Uh, he shoots straight from the hip, and he has great experience in the game. But if you look at Sligo, uh, they will have expectations. The management and the team, they will have expectations. They'll believe they can win. But the, in Sligo, the general population, they have less than zero expectations uh, because Sligo have been very, very poor. Uh, well, for the last year or two, and particularly this year, they won one game in Division 4 and they were really going well against Antrim. They equalised going into injury time, and then Antrim went up and got a long-range point and won it. And they reckon that really hit the, you know, the mentality of the Sligo team and has hurt them badly. And I was doing a piece with Eugene McHale, the former Mayo forward, last week for the Mayo News, and he said that, you know, if, if Sligo beat Mayo, it would be the greatest shock of all time. He said there, there's that much between the teams at the moment, even though Mayo are slightly inexperienced and without Killian and without uh, Giermuth and, and, uh, and Brendan Harrison and uh, Jason Doherty. But uh, Sligo, 
Sligo, there's no expectations whatsoever. So they've nothing to lose. Everyone expects them to get beaten by 10 or 12 points. So, yeah, they've, they've not a thing to lose. And, and a good start would, would really pep them up, yeah. It was a sign and a pattern with uh, throughout Mayo's Division 2 campaign. They could only beat what was in front of them. But there were many games when we saw a Mayo team not particularly struggle. They never really looked like losing any of their fixtures between down Westmeath and uh, most recently oh, against Clare as well. The fitness levels between the top tier teams in inter-county GA is always there to be seen. It separates the men from the boys if you can pardon that expression will we expect something like that again today perhaps a, a first half where Sligo put it up to Mayo but ultimately the fitness levels just cannot be matched by a team that are so low down in the divisions against a team that is consistently up there battling against the greatest team the GA has ever seen in Dublin yeah the, there, there's a huge difference in, in the conditioning of Mayo and Sligo obviously it's it's not particularly fitness. I mean, anyone can get fit and anyone can get extremely fit. But the intensity of play that Mayo have been involved in over the last few years, uh, the speed and the, the, the toughness and the, the viciousness of their, the competition that they have faced over the last few years, Sligo would not have, you know, ever, ever come near that. And uh, that will really tell as, as the game goes on. Plus Mayo's experience of winning big games. Mayo are going down to Sligo today expecting nothing less than to win by... Well, they're not thinking of a, of a total, but they're they're expecting to win big, really. And Sligo... Look at it. It's a Division 1 team in all but name playing a Division 4 team. And in any sport, at any level, there's only going to be one winner there. And the intensity and the power and the strength is is... It reflects the Division One and Division Four gap too, and Sligo, uh, very dear to my heart, but they are limited in the number of players they even have because Sligo is a much smaller county than Mayo, and Sligo Rovers and soccer is a really big thing. Sligo Town, biggest town in Sligo, it's dominated by Sligo Rovers really. So their playing population is nothing like ours, and so that's. That that is a, is a telling factor too. So it's it's really as Eugene McHale said. I think if Sligo won today, it'd be one of the biggest shocks of all time. A huge upset indeed, if it were to happen, Michael. But how helpful has it been for James Horan to kind of come under this shroud of low expectations? They've been playing Division Two football. They've had many of the stalwarts of the previous decade retire from the senior setup. And it's a starting 15 of kind of youthful exuberance. In terms of Mayo fans, and we are quite a expectant looking towards All-Ireland finals year on year, we're the eternal optimists. But if we don't even get that far, it does seem like Mayo fans would be quite understanding considering the circumstances. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But going back again to, to Eugene McHale's piece in the Mayo News this week, he said that the Mayo fans... They could be uh, they could be likened to the Taliban for their their absolute uh, you know uh, total devotion to to one cause and that's Mayo winning and if if it turns out that Mayo lost today it'd be hard to see things progressing if they lost against Leitrim it would be hard to see things progressing and if if 
uh, they lose against Galway or Escaman, it'll be a setback too. I think a kind of title will will keep people happy, but but and I cannot see anything more than that. But um, Mayo, yeah, it was great actually to be in Division Two without all the when all the players retired. But it also gave James Horn uh, the possibility of finding a settled fifteen. But he hasn't done that, in my view. Uh, Indahessian played one game cornerback, and now he's cornerback in the championship. Um, uh, we Michael Plunkett did not play at centre back in the league, and now he's centre back for the championship. And you know, uh, Kevin McLaughlin was in and out. Aiden, through no fault of James's or Aiden. Uh, Boston's featuring, and uh, Darren McGill was only a, a bit player as well. So if that's the starting team, we didn't find a settled team in the league, even though we were in Division 2. But, you know, that's only speaking from the outside. It's the guys who are around the team, the management and the, the selectors around the team that know the, the, the score all the time, and they, they know the guys that are settled and the guys that are fit and whatever, but they didn't find a consistently settled team so you know it was great in Division 2 it gave them a, a chance to look at players and they did so but I, I guess the campaign was too short to actually find a settled team because it was only in essence four games and, and all of them had to be won and they were won and, and you can't ask for any more than that really In terms of the Sligo starting 15 are there some names that Mayo fans should be aware of we don't really have Sligo GA players as household names but they will want to try and prove their worth against, I suppose, the, the big bully of an older neighbour here in Mayo. So who do you think will make a, an impressive showing for Sligo this evening? Well, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, Cuevin, it's, it's a real tough one for Sligo. They have, uh, as I said, it, it must have been an awful draw for Sligo or Leitrim to get uh, at, the, at the start of the year, especially knockout football. Um, I, I have connections in Leitrim too and, and very close to the football side of things and they were almost devastated to be drawn against Mayo uh, in McHale Park and, and similarly with Sligo. So I honestly think if some Sligo man is going to stand out today it's because of, of almost, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but I think it's almost Mayo taking their foot off the gas. I think this is a totally mismatched uh Championship, I think it's it's uh, detrimental to the GAA to be having teams like Sligo and Leitrim having one shot at championship against a team like Mayo. I may be made, made to eat my words going forward, but uh, it's only once in a generation that that any surprise like that happens. So do, do the footballers of Sligo and Leitrim uh, keep training every day, day in, day out, for one shot in a generation? I guess they do because they have to, but uh, in my view, it's it's not what sports should be about. So I, I honestly don't 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 think many Sligo men will will stand out today. That they will fight like the proud men they are. But but uh, I know this is this is be- beautiful for Sligo people to be listening to me writing them off completely. But <laughs> but to be realistic, I, I've got to yeah. Yeah, I think living in the real world, it there's only going to be real uh, one winner, hopefully, uh, at the very least, come the end of around half six by the time it will reach its conclusion in Markovich Park. Can I ask you, Michael, how much of an incentive will no backdoor be for the Mayo team 
and for their sights keeping set towards progressing throughout the All-Ireland series the fact that in the past during the Stephen Rochford years Mayo did use the back door sometimes to great success and sometimes to the ire of our the own fans of the county but having no uh, plan B so to speak will be quite important in ensuring they bring everything to this evening's fixture yeah, it, 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 I think it actually suits us this year. I know that the back door suited us other years because um, we always, always, almost always uh, produced our best football in the back door when our backs were against the wall. But right now, this year and last year, because we're, we're limited in our squad, and we are limited in our squad, uh, in our depth, we have plenty of players, but our depth of quality is limited. So I think knockout is ideal for us this year because I don't think we have the the, the depth of quality to go through a, a backdoor uh, season where injuries and where lack of form and where everything comes into play. Like we have only five games to win the All Ireland, and you know if you go through the backdoor, you'd have a lot more than that on the Super Eights and all that kind of stuff. But uh, then again, I, I cannot see us going near winning the All-Ireland but, but that is the stats uh, five games to win it so I mean uh, you know it, it, it really, I think it really suits Mayo this year and, and Mayo love when when it's all or nothing when it's the, the white heat of knockout football and that's when you've always seen the best of James Horne's teams and Stephen Rochford's teams and, and Pat and Noel as well the Mayo over the last decade and Probably 11 years, have, uh, 10 or 11 years have been superb when it came to knockout football. And it, it really suits us. We, look, at we're going to play Sligo, then the winners play Leitrim, and the winners play Galway or Roscommon. It's, it's, uh, that last game will be a real dinger. And if it's Mayo against Galway or Roscommon, it'll be in Castlebar. So it'll be a really interesting game. In terms of some of the players that we've seen emerge in the last year or so, you mentioned Owen McLaughlin there. He has the ability to make any Mayo fan get up off their seat as soon as the ball is in his possession. But similarly with Ryan O'Donoghue and Tommy Conroy, Brian Welch also has been remarkably consistent every time he has pulled on the jersey. There's something different about these players, whether it be their pep in their step or the confidence that they play with and the ability to kind of make something out of nothing. How much of a change has that been to maybe some of the former forwards that Mayo have produced that unfortunately didn't really live up to the billing or perhaps maybe when it came to an All-Ireland final or into more of the serious rounds of football were unfortunately unable to produce the magic that, say, they would have done in club games? Oh, I love the four of those guys. Um, I love the way they play. They're all uh, a bit off the cuff. They're a bit different. Uh, McLaughlin is a real warrior. He, uh, former top-class cyclist, even though he's only a really young guy, uh, from a very talented uh, sporting family, the McLaughlins in, in Westport. We'll hear a lot more of them, about them in the coming years. Uh, he attacks like nobody's business, and he's, he's fearless. Brian Welch is a very calm uh, footballer, very smart, does the right thing always. He's a tough kooky too, and uh, I really like him. He never lets you down, and uh, he has a big game mentality. And Conroy, even though he hadn't a great All-Ireland, I think he's a superb player. I love him. I love himself and O'Donoghue. O'Donoghue is very important to Mayo, what they do. An awful lot of the ball goes through him. I love that when he wins the ball, his first thought always is to attack and to go for it. 
And the same with Conroy. If you watch him closely, when he gets the ball in his hand, his first thought every time is to go for goal. And that's very rare in, in, in footballers, from Mayo in particular. We're always more astute and more calm and, and less off the cuff. But uh, these guys are, are a bit different. They're, they're kind of wild cards and, and talented wild cards. And, and uh, no more than Oshin Mullen. You know, the, the, these are really great additions to, uh, to the Mayo team. And, and Horton must be given great credit for, for placing such trust in these young lads too over the years, over the last uh, few months. And, um, and it, 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 that bodes well for the future. But remember, we have lost so many uh, of the finest footballers of a generation. And uh, it's going to take us time to get back to, to where we were previously. And, uh, but these guys are making a great, a great start on that journey. Can I just leave with asking what James Kerr has to do, Michael, to get back into the Mayo starting 15? Every time he makes an appearance, he, he gets a few scores and no more so than his recent outing against Clare. He plays junior football, whether that is held against him in the eyes of James Horan, but he rarely lets the side down and kind of has that extra quality. Or do you feel maybe Horan is keeping him in reserve for the last 20 minutes or so of a game to really finish off a team with his blistering pace? I don't think he is holding him in reserve. I think he, like I haven't a notion, but I don't think he trusts him fully for some reason. Um, he, he plays, as you said, he, he might start a game and, and kick maybe a goal or two goals or a couple of points and you don't see him again for a while. Um, I don't think management, it looks like management don't fully trust him. It may be that he's from a junior club but Carr hasn't let Mio down at any stage, and he has, you know, his return has been excellent. His scoring return, if you look at the stats. But uh, sometimes in Mayo, we, we don't trust guys that, that, that score and maybe aren't dogs of tacklers and working back and, you know, doing all the other stuff. So maybe it's in that department that, that James doesn't meet the, the approval fully of the management. I'm not sure. But but I know one thing: if Carr's on the team, he'll deliver the scores, and uh, and and I really like him. He's a top class young man as well from a really good club in Arda, and uh, I'd love to see him being uh, getting a more consistent start. But I don't think he will, unfortunately. Uh, there there just seems to be some blockage there between management with management's thoughts about starting him. So uh, you know, again, it's it's it's. You know, the, the Mayo selectors' opinions that count, and uh, who are we to, to question that? But, um, yeah, I don't think they fully trust James Carr. Yeah. Indeed, fantastic stuff, Michael Gallagher. Many thanks for taking our call, and we wish you all the best covering this evening's fixture up in Markovich Park. Thanks, Cuevin. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's the Mayo News' Michael Gallagher joining us there en route to Markovic Park. He is one of the lucky souls, of course, on work duty this evening to be covering that match. All right, we are going to go to a very short ad break. After this, I'll be joined by Noel Hoban on the line with all the latest from the world of horse racing. Don't go anywhere. CRCFM Sport with Guy Castle Bar, home to Mayo's best range of baby and nursery supplies.